we have to shift our attachment to the thing that we want so that we can get to a place where we can demand what we want from a place of security, from a place of inner power, inner security, and inner confidence. When you finally get to that place, you can ask for what you want, and you're not afraid of not getting it. Welcome back to the Magic of Transformation podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zeller. Today, we are back for part two of Sex, Power, Love, and Money. Now, this series is really centered around how to manifest more sex, power, love, and money. So if you haven't listened to part one, go ahead and press pause and go listen to that episode first, because these episodes definitely build upon one another. Hopefully you have had an opportunity to really reflect, maybe even journal after listening to part one, because in part two, we are going to dive quite a bit deeper and you are even going to learn some really, really powerful techniques that I generally only share with my students in my programs. If you are liking this series, hit me up, let me know, also pass it along to your friends. The feedback that I have received so far from part one has been awesome. So I am just beyond excited to continue bringing you the final three parts of this four-part series. Be sure to check out the show notes. I have a upcoming free live masterclass. This is information that I have not shared before. Be sure to check that out in the show notes. It is all about the hidden path to your new paradigm dream career. If you are new to the show, I have a 10-month program called Your Life's Work, and this is a very intensive program with a lot, a lot of curriculum that guides you to your new paradigm dream career. And in this free live masterclass, I am sharing with you the secret framework that I use to help guide my students over the course of the 10 months. You can sign up for that in the show notes. Also in the show notes, I have related episodes to this one, as well as some other free stuff that you can sign up for. If you like the podcast, be sure to give me a five-star review wherever you listen. It makes me feel so, so good when I see that you guys are letting me know that you like the podcast by giving me a five-star review. Also, when you give me a five-star review, if you give me a five-star written review on Apple, you are automatically entered in to win a one-on-one magic session with me. That's all I have for you in today's introduction. Cannot wait for you to listen to this part too. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Here you are back for more part two of sex, power, love, and money. Now, hopefully you have already listened to part one. In part one, we talked about the connection between love, sex, partnerships, and money, and also how power was kind of infused between the two, and how there tends to be a mirrored relationship in some way between our work life and our love life. Where we are abundant in one, we tend to be abundant in the other, and where we are lacking in one, we tend to be lacking in the other. Now, part one was a lot about claiming what you are desiring. So if you have to first identify what it is that you feel like you want, but you're not getting, and then really claiming that that want, that desire, that need, 
and making it your own because nothing is ever going to change if you don't claim that you want the change to happen. So that has to happen before you can at all manifest more love, sex, power, or money. You have to claim that you want it, right? What I want to start off with talking about today is the energy of settling. Where do you actually want more, but you aren't claiming it? Now, we talked in part one about how it's hard to claim that you want more because we have probably experienced a lot of disappointment in our life. And it's really scary to claim that you want more. It's scary because number one, you fear that you may not get it. And number two, you fear that it could shake things up and actually make things worse. Like we think a lot of times, if I expect more from my employer or from my clients, or if I ask for more money, or if I expect more from my intimate partnership, or if I want more sex or whatever it may be, if I want more, then I may actually get less because I may shake things up so much that I'll lose what I already have. So this is really like an anxious attachment. Now, you may or may not know about attachment styles, but we learn how to attach to other people in our childhood based on how our caregivers interacted with us. I'm sure that I will do more episodes on relationships in general and how we relate to our partners and how to just have a more like a a fucking awesome intimate partnership and relationship. But to dabble in that a little bit right here, our relationship with our partners tends to have a similar energetic to our relationship with our caregivers, with like your mom and dad or whoever raised you. Now, You really have to be able to go deep into understanding what that relationship was like with your caregivers in order to see how it's being played out in your current romantic partnership or relationships. And if you are currently not in a relationship, then just think about your past relationships as I am discussing these attachment styles. When it comes to our attachment style, this this is how we attach to other people. It's our dynamic with other people. There's four different attachment styles that we may exude. The first is the secure attachment. Secure attachment is when we essentially feel really secure in our relationship. We feel safe in our relationship. We know that we can count on that person. We don't feel like that person manipulates us in any way, shape, or form, and we don't manipulate that other person. We are able to have conversations, experience our emotions together. Essentially, the relationship just feels relatively easy in that you aren't afraid of it. You aren't afraid of conflict. You aren't afraid of the other person's emotions. You aren't afraid of what the other person is going to do. You feel really open and free to be your most authentic self. You feel like that person really sees you. That's kind of what a secure attachment in a relationship feels like. You're not afraid of like that relationship, you know, suddenly ending or of that person not talking to you or of that person not giving you what you need. That is a secure attachment. Now, a lot of people don't automatically have secure attachment to their 
the person that they're with, of the their most intimate partnership, because they didn't have this kind of a relationship with their parent. A lot of parents, even though they deep down may love their child unconditionally, that is not the energy that they actually parent with. Their energy that they parent with feels more conditional, meaning sometimes like if you didn't get an A on the test or you didn't clean your room or you didn't do what your parent wanted you to, in a way it felt like they temporarily withdrew their love. Or perhaps you had a parent that emotionally, physically, sexually abused you, or they didn't protect you, they didn't keep you safe, or you know, maybe one parent told you kind of a lot of personal information about the other parent and tended to pit you against the other parent or pit you against your siblings. Or your parent would get like really mad. It's kind of like, oh, mom's mad. Okay, now the whole family is walking on eggshells. Or dad is mad and the whole family is walking on eggshells. That kind of experience with your parents leads to a attachment style that is not secure. Instead, it leads to either a anxious or ambivalent attachment style, an avoidant attachment style, or a disorganized attachment style. So an anxious or ambivalent attachment style is when you feel essentially like anxious in your relationships. You are worried about what the other person is going to do or think of you. You are deep down a little bit worried about abandonment or about the person that you are with not being fully committed to you. And this is because you most likely had a caregiver that wasn't very good at always showing up for you, that would suddenly emotionally cut themselves off from you, would potentially even abandon you, would make you emotionally regulate them. So if they were feeling really, really emotional, perhaps they kind of in various ways withheld their love from you, withheld their affection from you, and then you had to kind of work for that love or affection. Oftentimes when we have a parent like that, we then feel a little bit anxious and then that gets carried over into our adult relationships and we have an anxious attachment style. It's oftentimes called an anxious attachment style, but I've also seen it called an ambivalent attachment style. Now, if you are in your relationship and you feel like this desire to like cut and run a lot, like, oh my gosh, this person isn't showing up for me, so I'm just going to bail, or you don't talk to your partner, or like you kind of give your partner the cold shoulder, or you need like a lot of time and space and distance from your partner if they upset you or annoy you. If you're kind of like, yeah, I'm never the clingy one in my relationship, my partner is the clingy one, then you probably have more of a avoidant attachment style. And this happens when you have an avoidant parent. So this is a parent who withdrew from you, who potentially abused or neglected you, who minimized your feelings. It's interesting because we either essentially mirror the attachment style that our one of our caregivers showed us, or we become the opposite of that attachment style. So if you had a parent who neglected you a lot and just didn't tend to your needs, then you yourself can become that sort of attachment style in a relationship where you don't tend to other people's needs. Or you can become the opposite and be kind of anxious and worried that other people aren't going to attend to your needs. This is like such a quick rundown of attachment styles. I mean, I could do a series of 20 podcast episodes on this. And so if you're just feeling really flooded and you're like, whoa, what is she talking about? Then I would say get the book attached. Okay, because that's going to give you way more deep dive into this concept of attachment styles. So 
We've covered secure attachment style, anxious attachment style, avoidant attachment style, and then you can have what is known as disorganized attachment style, which is essentially where you are both anxious and avoidant in your attachment style. So this is where you just flip flop. Like some days you really, really want to feel attached to your partner and you want them to feel like really committed to you. And it makes you a little bit anxious when they aren't. And so you're kind of like in a little bit of that like kind of needy, clingy energy. And then other days you feel like, whatever, I don't even care. I don't even need them. And that is more of the avoidant attachment style. And if you are disorganized or anxious avoidant, Oftentimes you had a parent that was like really inconsistent and like sometimes they would be overly affectionate with you and then a couple hours later maybe they're like really cold towards you and it's that inconsistency that can create inconsistency in you. Now, interestingly, when it comes to our personal relationships with other people, we will often attract a person that is the opposite attachment style as you. So if you tend towards a more kind of like anxious attachment where you're like afraid people are going to leave you or abandon you, you are very likely going to attract someone that is a little bit more avoidant, that is more likely to leave you or avoid you. And if you are disorganized where you're like kind of flip-flopping back and forth, then I think it's actually pretty common to attract someone that is also disorganized. And you guys are just like essentially just flipping back and forth, back and forth. Okay, so that is a quick rundown of attachment styles. Again, the book attached, that book is by Dr. Amir Levine and Dr. Rachel Heller. And then another book that I would recommend is Recovering from Emotionally Immature Parents. I swear to God, every person in the world should read this book. <laughs> it is so, so deeply illuminating. So Recovering from Emotionally Immature Parents. And this is by Dr. Lindsay Gibson. If you are digging this series of Sex, Power, Love, and Money, it really, really helps to understand what your relationship was like with your caregivers, because that is the relationship that you are now replicating and manifesting in your current reality. And so it's just really, again, just so helpful. So I can't recommend that you get those two books strongly enough. The reason I bring this up is because once you learn how you are attaching to your intimate partner, it can help you shift out of that attachment into a more secure attachment, because ultimately, we want to be in a really secure attachment with our partner. And it can also help you understand potentially what your relationship is like with your work career and with money. Because a lot of times we tend to emulate our attachment style in a lot of different places in our life. So if you are more of like a person that kind of tends towards anxious attachment, and you are worried about losing things or people abandoning you, then you may also have that relationship with money. And when money is not coming in, you could just really, really trigger something deep within you. Or when money does come, you're afraid that it's not going to stick around. Or sometimes because we're so rooted in our anxious attachment, we may even like overspend and lose that money or not invest it or not save it. Because that's just what we're used to. And we tend to repeat what we're used to, even when ultimately, that's not what we want to do. But that's what our programs tell us to do. And that's why it's really important to identify your programs and then change them. Because our work life and money, as well as our most intimate partnerships and love, tend to be really rooted in our sense of desire for safety and being accepted, they are often connected. So 
problems that we have in one arena will often be mirrored in the other. And this is why knowing your attachment styles here can be really helpful. Now, what keeps us locked in a unhelpful attachment style, meaning an anxious attachment style, avoidant attachment style, or anxious avoidant, is not knowing a way out of that construct, not knowing a way to change it. So what we do is we are in so much fear that things could get worse or that if we really claim what we want, they won't get better and we'll be even more disappointed than just ignoring it in the first place. So we end up settling. So when it comes to your career or to money, where do you actually want more? And when it comes to your most intimate relationship or your sex life, where do you actually want more? And I have to say, is there a part of you right now as you're hearing this that wants to defend yourself, that wants to rush in and defend why you don't need more? Because that is a sure sign. If you're like defending why you don't need more, it's kind of like that that quote, thou doth protest too much, right? Like if you're really, really secure in something, you don't actually even need to defend it. It's almost like real security doesn't require words. So if you're rushing in to defend something, that is a good place to look and a good place to start to question, like, where am I actually settling here? As I alluded to in part one, the way to actually manifest more sex, power, love, and money is actually not to start with trying to change your external reality. So a lot of times people will hear a message like this and then they'll go home and be like, okay, I demand that you commit to me or I need more sex or, you know, I need you to love me more. I need you to see me more. Or they'll go into work and be like, I demand to be paid more or whatever. The problem is that's just creating a external change without doing the internal work first. So you need to actually become a new person. Like you need to actually shift internally. And the first way to do that is to consider what your attachment style is and look at how you can shift from whatever your attachment style is into a more secure attachment. Because here's the thing, in order to really manifest whatever changes you want in regards to sex, power, love, or money, you want to do it from a really secure place. We want to do this from a place of inner security and inner confidence. So to go from not having what you want to having what you want starts out being an inside job. We have to shift our attachment to the thing that we want so that we can get to a place where we can demand what we want from a place of security, from a place of inner power, inner security, and inner confidence. When you finally get to that place, you can ask for what you want, and you're not afraid of not getting it. Like that's really your position of powers when you get to the place where you can ask for more money, a longer commitment, etc., etc., And you're not afraid of it not coming in. And the reason you're not afraid is because you've shifted from an insecure attachment into a secure attachment. You know that you internally are whole. You know that ultimately you can provide for yourself everything that you need. And so there's no more fear there of not getting it. If instead you're demanding it from an anxious or avoidant place, from a place of fear and insecurity, you're actually way less likely to get it and you're more likely to create chaos and wreak havoc 
in your life because you're coming from like a really clingy, anxious place or you're coming from like a really self-entitled place. And either one of those aren't very attractive. Like most people don't actually want to give you what you want when you're in that kind of energy. Okay, so first from part one of this series, you identified what it was that you felt like you were lacking either in your work life, your career, your financial situation, or your most intimate relationship. And hopefully you were able to identify like both, like what is the energetic? What is the thing that is a little bit off here in both of these things? And then you moved on to step number two, which is claiming what you actually want. In order to really claim what you actually want, you have to move out of settling energy. You have to be really, really honest with yourself and you have to be able to just claim it out loud or to a friend, to somebody, just like saying it out loud, what you're actually wanting. And that can be the hardest part, again, because of fear that keeps us locked in the old ways of being. Then what you want to do is you want to identify what your attachment style is, because what your attachment style is in your most intimate relationship is probably very similar to what your attachment style in your work life is or your attachment style to money. While you're in that attachment style, while you're not feeling totally secure in your power, in your confidence, you want to hold off on demanding it externally. You want to hold off on like demanding people pay you more or give you a deeper commitment or that your partner does X, Y, or Z because actually it's an inside job. It's an inside job first and foremost. You want to be able to find your own sense of wholeness, confidence, power, security before you manifest it externally. You want to shift into a more secure attachment style. So how do you do that? Well, the reason that we're not in a secure attachment is because we think that we are missing something internally. We feel essentially not whole. We feel like we're missing something. So you want to start to do inner work to discover what it is that you think that you're missing. And here's a really quick way to do that. Think about what it is that you want in your work life, your career, or in your love life. What is it that you want? Just bring it to mind. Okay, once you get that thing, how will you feel inside? What emotions come up? How will you actually feel when you get that thing? That's what you feel like you're missing. You feel like you're missing that part of you, that emotion, that thing that you're getting if you were to get that thing. Now ask yourself, What other ways can you generate those emotions? How can you generate that yourself? And then you start to give that to yourself. That is how you can start to move into a more secure attachment style, because what that does is it shifts the power dynamic of I have to give away my power. I have to rely on everybody else to give me what I need in order for me to feel okay on the inside. It shifts that power dynamic of really not having much power, of having to control everything and everyone and all the situations around me back to me. Instead of now relying on everyone else to make me feel a certain way, I just rely on myself. Okay, what am I searching for externally? What feeling will that give me? How can I now give that feeling to myself? What else can I do in my life that will actually give me those feelings that I'm desiring? In manifestation, I call this feeling the frequency. 
feeling the frequency of the thing that we're actually desiring. And the way that we do that is to identify the feeling that we're desiring behind the thing that we're trying to manifest. So if I'm trying to manifest like a new car, okay, what feeling will that car give me? It's going to make me feel like new and it's going to make me feel really fancy. Okay, how can I feel new and fancy even without that car? And that's how we start to tap into the frequency of the thing that we're desiring. Before long, the more you do this, the more it just starts to feel like it's second nature to you. Like, oh, yeah, I always feel amazing. I'm always feeling fancy and excited and like things are new and fresh. And that's actually going to accelerate your manifestation. It's going to accelerate the thing that you want because now you've given it to yourself and you're in a place of security and inner confidence and you're not requiring that thing to actually come in before you're feeling amazing. So we don't let go of our manifestation. We ultimately do want to manifest those things. But first, we want to learn how to feel those feelings within us by giving ourselves what we need. Now, there's another big component to this, which is you have a whole lot of programs, okay, like potentially thousands of programs, because every time your parent interacted with you, they were neurologically wiring in a very specific way of relating to you. They were wiring in your attachment style. So you want to reprogram your attachment style. You want to reprogram out of anxious, avoidant, or disorganized into a secure attachment style. And the way that you do that is essentially, you need subconscious reprogramming tools. Now, I offer a lot of subconscious reprogramming tools. These are kind of like similar to hypnosis, but it's essentially where I lead you through a guided experience in a guided audio and you go into a subconscious state and you connect with your subconscious and then you find certain programs that are activated in your subconscious and you change those programs. So you can do that in my program, Your Life's Work. If you are interested in enrolling in Your Life's Work, you can fill out my contact form at thetransformationschool.com or DM me directly on Instagram at Stephanie Zeller Speaks. You can see links of how to do that in the show notes. If you are a current client in your life's work, I would say use the manifested self reprogramming tool to start reprogramming your attachment style. I also have a tool called Trigger Free, which can also help you to reprogram your attachment style. And the way that you would use that is anytime this is coming up for you, your lack of whatever it is that you're desiring in your work life or your relationship, then you would take that feeling, that trigger, that situation through the five-step trigger-free process, and it will change your program. It will start to rewire your attachment style out of anxious avoidant or disorganized into a secure attachment style. Now, this is really important because even if you give yourself all the things that you need, as I just alluded to, but you have a thousand programs that are telling you that you're not worthy of love, that things are never going to change for you, that things can change for other people, but not for you, that you're never going to get out of debt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's, it takes just so much longer to change things. So you want to be using this dual approach. You want to be doing subconscious reprogramming at the same time as giving yourself what you need. So in part one, you learned about where you might be experiencing this. And here in part two, I am telling you how to start to change things. You identify where it is that you feel like you're lacking. You claim, claim what you are wanting. You identify what your attachment style might be and you relate it back to like, okay, how is this attachment style playing out with my work life, with with money? How is this attachment style playing out with my most intimate partnership or my previous most intimate partnerships? 
How is that similar to what it was like with my caregivers? And then you start to identify what it is that you're really, really wanting and giving that to yourself first and foremost. And you start to reprogram your programs and all of the blocks and the things that are stopping you from receiving what it is you feel like you really want and need. So I hope this part two has been really, really illuminating in part three and four. I think we're going to take a deep dive and get a little bit more personal. I will probably tell you some of my own stories and some of my own history with sex, power, love, and money. We'll probably get a little bit more into the sex and power aspect of these things as well. So you don't want to miss part three and four. If you are enjoying this series, be sure to share it with your friends and give me a five stars wherever you are listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time.